episode 127 of The Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into The Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me again today is Simon of The Movie Mustache. Welcome back to the show, Simon. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here, talking about this amazing film. Yeah, it really is. We, we, we had a great discussion yesterday. Let's continue it today. So, episode 127 begins with Posen responding to Von Luger. And goes all the way till we see Henley and Blythe showing up at the train station. As we discussed yesterday's episode ended with Von Luger getting the piece of paper with the count of the, the number of prisoners that have made it out of this camp. And he is, says that, that we got uh, 76 prisoners got out. And this minute begins with uh, Posen uh, responding, Yavo, which German translated into English is, yes, sir. He's basically agreeing that, yes, uh, it's 76. Now, it's pretty strange that, that he's uh, I'm assuming the paper says 76 on it, and then he's asking for confirmation of it. So it's, 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 it goes back to the whole idea of them, in some ways, being a little too overformal with, with everything mm. they do here. Yeah. Pomp and circumstance of it all. Yeah. Now, I, I love the fact that you can see the wind blowing and the, the pages are, are slightly moving while he's holding on to them. You because know, mm. again, this is this is probably not long after dawn. Who knows how long they've been they've been standing there since they you know got everyone into the to the compound to be, or into the courtyard to start doing the roll call and stuff like that. At this point, then they they show us you know the row of prisoners standing there, and they start having this little discussion among them. Goff turns to Soren and says, uh, "How many did you say?" And the answer is seventy six. So that gives us the translation of what what von Luger said yesterday. Good thing Soren knows a little bit of German, right? And then, then you know, they go down along the line. A number of uh, prisoners start saying 76, 76. You know, it's the, the whole grapevine aspect of the whole thing that they're, you know. I I know from 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 my personal experience, whenever, you know, whenever you play a telephone, usually something gets messed up along the way. So the fact that they're yep. all able to still keep 76, you know, the, the number correct is, is pretty good. Yeah, surprised it's not, you know, you, you think at some point it's not 263. At some point someone says, oh, 126? <laughs> exactly. 163, 126, who knows? So the, the, the prisoners are, are, are quite happy that 76 got out. I mean, that that is a very large amount. Mm. Uh, not not as large as what they wanted. You know, the whole idea was to, to get 250 out, but to, to get 76 out, especially given all of the the, the problems and circumstances that they had along the way is uh, is quite... Important. Then we get Von Luger once again looking down at the piece of paper. You actually can see his hand shaking a little bit. I think he's starting to realize the, the, the gravity of mm. the situation because he knows that he's now also in trouble with this whole thing. You know, how, as the commandant, how can you allow 76 prisoners to yeah. get out? You know, what have you done to try and stop it? And what have you, you know... So he, he basically looks down at the, the paper... He, he folds it up very uh, nicely in the way that he does it, and this, he does it in a neat in a neat way, I guess you can say. And I, I like the fact that you can see that there's a lot more guards in the background yeah. here. Throughout the movie, you you see clumps of guards here and there, but you never see a large amount of guards except for at the very beginning. And this scene actually gets us to see how many guards are in this you know prison camp. Some of them are within the, the gate, some of them are, are outside the gate, some of them are in the gate, you know, that type of thing. Then we get a shot of, of you know, it's, 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 I love the contrast because you see Von Luger with all his men behind him, and then they give us a shot of Ramsey with all of his men behind mm. him. It's great seeing the, the different states of dress of all of these POWs in the background. 
you know, some of them you can see were, were preparing for the for the escape because they're they're wearing suits and they're wearing. There's a guy who looks like he's wearing like a sweater vest type of thing. There's another guy who just has you know a, a t-shirt, uh, an undershirt with suspenders. Mm. Another guy just has you know a white undershirt. It's it's just interesting to see the various dress that they they took the time to to, to dress up all of these various uh, extras in different types of clothes to to get give us an impression as to you know where they are in the in the pecking order meaning are they are, were they part of the escape or not because anyone who's still in uniform was not part of this the escape mm-hmm. itself or were not part of the 250 that were supposed to get out because you know otherwise they would have changed their clothes already and not been in uniform so i i like the way yeah. they do that then the shot goes back to von luker and we see that 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 von luger is basically at a complete loss of words as to what to say because he's trying to to work the spin in his mind as to how he's going to get mm-hmm. out of this he's no longer concerned about what he's doing with the prisoners he he needs to deal with himself you know the, he, there's definitely going to be a lot of feedback from from everyone above him and blowback and he needs to to figure out how he's going to address this you know he he's not much of a politician but he needs to figure out how to how to, po- mm-hmm. how to politic uh, the, his ways out of this and what he does at that point is just looks at Ramsey in disgrace Clops his feet together, once again looks at Ramsey, and then he screams dismissed, and then someone else screams ten up. Then, you know, we go back to the formality of the whole issue, where, uh, you know, Ramsey and Von Luger salute each other, and then Posen and Schachtus also salute Ramsey, and then he just turns around in disgust, basically walks out of the mm. compound. It, it's interesting, just in these, you know, few seconds within this minute, you can, you can get a sense so much of the dread on Von Luger's uh, mind as to what's going to happen now that he just let 76 prisoners escape his unescapable <laughs> prison camp. You know, how is that going to be seen by... The high command. By, by uh, exactly. Posen and Schachtwitz also walk out with him. We get, we get uh, different... Uh, the scene switches, and we're now uh, in a, a more urban area. We see Mac and Roger ascending a, a group of stairs. We're not really sure right at the beginning where they're coming from or where they're going, but you can obviously see right away that they're right by the train station. So they they must have gone in a tu- uh, in a tunnel under the train station, you know, under the train tracks to get from one side to the other. So that's uh, apparently where they've they've gone out. And they they start looking around, and they seem to recognize a lot of other uh, prisoners that 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 are just walking around aimlessly waiting for for a train. We get to see Cavendish walk by, which he just <laughs> Cavendish looks really funny at this point. I mean, we we know how much trouble he caused last week, and he's he's one of the the main reasons why the the escape was foiled. He, he's just looking straight ahead, you know, trying to do his best to avoid any eye contact with anybody in order to make sure that everyone, you know, that nobody makes any type of connection between uh, him and any of the other prisoners. You know, Mac and Roger. Still, they, they they find a spot to, to, to stand up against. Mac leans against a pole. And then we get a shot of another prisoner, uh, another escape prisoner, standing by a pole, and that's uh, Ashley Pitt. And he's holding a newspaper. Did did you try to check what the headline is and what newspaper this is? No, I, I noticed it was a German newspaper. I was looking at it thinking, um, wondering if he could actually read it. It's the, the way all of them are sort of, trying to look inconspicuous just, I'm just waiting for a train just waiting for a train it's, it's the way you sort of just oh look there's Roger oh, no, no, don't notice Roger uh, <laughs> just read the next page and just turn the page of his newspaper 
Yeah. So the, the, the newspaper itself is the, the, the name of the newspaper is translated as the National Observer. It's the uh, Volkischer Beobachter. And then it has a, a big headline that we can see that says, uh, and, and forgive me for my German mispronunciation, it's a uh, tag for tag, hohi blutig vers, uh, verlust der uh, saujets. So what I uh, looked that up, and the, it, that actually translates to the Soviets suffered heavy and bloody losses every day, right. which which makes you wonder if this is a you know just propaganda or if this is true at the time. Because if we're talking in August 1944, you know the the the, the Russians are are actually on their way back to, you know, to, to, to starting to push yeah. the Germans back a little bit at this point. So it, it sounds to me like it might be more of an attempt to try to give a little bit of, of a spin to everything that's going on and use propaganda to, to make the German people feel as if they're in a better shape mm. than they really are at this point. Did, did you by any chance notice the, the name of, of the train station that they're at? You know, now you've asked, I did, and now I can't you remember the <laughs> okay, well, I mean, they've, they've mentioned, it's been mentioned numerous times that uh, the camp is close to Sagan yes. or Zagin, in, uh, which is in Poland, okay? But the, the name plaque of the train station says Neustadt, mm. okay? Now, the only Neustadt that I found is actually 161 miles away from, from, from <laughs> Zagin. That's a hell of an achievement. So, and... The, exactly. So, you know, they, they got out at, in the middle of the night and they've already traveled 161 miles across across Poland into Germany. And surprisingly, all of these prisoners reached the same spot. So I, I, it, it makes me wonder if this is, this is a goof or if there actually is some sort of explanation as to why it says Neustadt and that I, I just don't understand what, you know, I don't understand the context of something else possibly. It's interesting to try to, to figure that out. I mean, I, I looked it up to try to see if there's any type of new stat or anything like that, that that's closer, and I couldn't find anything. Because, again, if they're in Poland and this is a German-sounding yeah. town, not too really sure how, how that would work around. Now, th- this whole scene, uh, this whole this whole half a minute that we're talking about at this point is, is great because they show how uncomfortable all of these characters are. Yeah. You know, they, they just broke out of the prison. They, they, they have such high hopes that they're all going to be able to, to make it to freedom and everything like that. And they're at their first place where they need to be, and everyone is just feeling completely uncomfortable and out of place in what they're doing here. You know, you, you'd think that they would have a little more confidence in their plans or whatever it is. Maybe, maybe the question is, is, is that they feel that there are too many of them around, and that's what's more and disturbing to them. What, what do you think? I do remember reading that because of the issues they had uh, with the earlier with the escape, and obviously in the real escape, it was uh, it wasn't nice uh, sunny weather. It was actually uh, freezing cold. It was the middle of winter. It was, it was in March. They're yeah. up to their uh, knees in snow in some cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so that that delayed them a lot. So a lot of them did miss the trains that they were aiming for. So that that could have something to do with it but yeah i think it is it's sort of like you say that they've got out and the, and it's how how have we all got out and ended up at the same place at the same time and it's i mean if the the people hunting them were really on their game uh they they would have 
netted a whole load of them in the one in the one station with very little effort. Yeah. Now I think in the real escape they 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 planned out that everyone you know the the different types of trails that each of them were going to try to go so that they wouldn't all bunch up in the same areas. If I remember correctly. I know the weather certainly impacted that a bit. Well, the weather impacted it, I think, because because it's much easier to follow footsteps in snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes it even even earlier, even earlier than that, the book I was reading, the um, they were saying that the plates of wood they put in place when they dug to the end of the tunnel, and they thought they were in the trees, and they they sort of dug vertical. The piece of wood that they put in place to sort of so as if a soldier walked over it, it didn't go and fall into a tunnel. Um, it actually expanded with all the damp and it took them forever to get it out and actually make make a hole out in, into the into the surface. So they really everything was against them in, in everything they were trying. So yeah, they, they 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 did have a lot more problems than they would have expected mm. with 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 as much planning as they did. I mean, yeah. in in the real escape they. They, they dug for, for nearly a year in order to get to, to where they got to. On the one hand, it's quite an accomplishment. On the other hand, it's quite a disappointment, you know, that, that after doing all the digging and uh, all the planning and everything like that, it, it makes it harder for things to, to move forward where, where, to the point where they're at. I mean, even Roger and Mac look uncomfortable here. Yes. Which, on the one hand, it does give it a little more of a realistic aspect to, the, to, to things. Because we're not dealing with, uh, you know, this isn't the Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. No. Where they're, uh, you know, where, where you know that the characters are definitely, you know, heroic and, they, you know, they're not going to show any vulnerability or anything like that. But here they're, they're actually able to, to show that, that these characters are scared. Yeah, and also they're, they're soldiers. They're not, they're not spies. So there's, it's a very different... Uh, or, or the airmen, at least. There's a very different um, vocation. They're, they're not trained to to blend in, are they? They're, they're trained. None of that has been taught to them, even though so many of them ended up caught behind enemy lines because they were shot down. Right. I mean, they're, they're, and that's one of the things. That's one of the reasons why a few weeks ago we had the whole discussion about you know Mac training them. And, and questioning them and interrogating them in order for, for all of the, the various prisoners to, to try to get their story straight and, to, you know, that if they were caught by, by police or, or by soldiers or whatever, they would they would know how to respond. Yes. They do a nice job of, of showing that. Basically, Roger and Mac, at this point, just look away in order to, once again, not look as conspicuous as they are looking <laughs> at this point. And then we get a, a brief shot of Henley and Blythe walking towards the railway station. It, it's very interesting if you look at the the railway depot behind them. You know, you have the, the red brick building, and then you have a bunch of sandbags on the side. You have uh, various posters. You can see, you know, a bike rack with lots of bikes on, on the left-hand side. What I find interesting is, is did, did you notice that there's an arrow painted on... The, the, the side of the building, a white arrow pointing downwards. Oh, I did. I, I had no idea. And I have no, it, no, I have no idea what that is. Is that trying to tell people this is where you go to to, to hide? I don't know. It's like it's it, it just looks very out of place. So if there are any listeners out there who have an idea why there would be a white arrow pointed uh, pointing downwards, painted on the side of a building, pointing towards sandbags, feel free to let <laughs> us know. 
Um, all right. So, Sammy, do you have anything else you want to say about this minute? The only thing I, I wanted to add um, was how much I liked uh, Hans uh, Mesmer's performance as von Luger in this minute. Because he doesn't say a great deal, but it's the look on his face. He's able to emote a lot. Because like you say, he was already trying to think, right, what am I going to do about this? And But also, you, it's all, you're, you're getting confirmation there that when he warns um, uh, Ramsey uh, earlier on that... Um, not to try and escape because he won't, he doesn't know what will happen, what the consequences will be. Uh, and it may not be him that deals with it. It may result in, for example, the Gestapo coming in to taking over the camp. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a lot of that. I, I did try to warn you that sort of concern. Uh, and by all accounts, the, the, the real commandant was not a true Nazi. He was he was a, a proud German and a, a career military man, but not a true nut. Hence, why he ended up commandant of a of a POW camp. And I think he did have genuine concern for what this meant. And I, I know he didn't have a an easy time of it after this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he he wasn't that sadistic to to the prisoners, which. Which helped no. him in the long run, from that perspective. Yeah, but uh, it goes back to, to the question: is 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 von Luger's concern for what's going to happen to the prisoners, or what's going to happen to me? Mm. I I think there's could be a combination of both. Element. Yeah, that that's what I was going for. I mean, there's definitely concern for himself there. I mean, any person in that situation doesn't matter who you are. Definitely there is, but yeah, I, I think there was some element of it. But um. Right. That's the situation you find yourself in, unfortunately. Correct. All right. Well, if if you don't have anything else to say about this minute, why don't you tell people once again how they can get in touch with you, Simon? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at movie underscore mustache, and you can also find my site, The Movie Mustache, at moviemustache.com. Our website is thegreatescapeminute.com. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. Our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. And our Twitter account is greatescapemxm. So... Until tomorrow, tally-ho. Tally-ho.